different people, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, whatever I got to do, I'm going to get out there, man. That's a fact. All right, well, let's get into it. Let's get into it. All right, Good? Good. <laughs> Everybody valid? All right, making sure. All right, y'all, send.com podcast to who, get not, who got next series mm-hmm. and who, are, who am I... Uh, in the building with. I am Sun C S O N C I E. Get to know the name, man. We'll be around. All right, how's everything going? Everything's bad, man. All right, so before we went live, we actually had um, a great conversation about. Um, well, let's keep it current. Let's talk about COVID and how COVID kind of affected your music and and what's going on right now. Right, right. Honestly, you know, before COVID, my first show was in January and it was with the Coast to Coast Live, which I won first place in. And now, you know. It's kind of been on the standstill, but so far I've been able to get eight shows done. But with COVID, it kind of slowed things up. You know what I'm saying? You know, like the venues are not opening like that. Yeah. You know, obviously because of social distancing and stuff like that. But, you know, regardless, this is a time for me to create. And, you know, I've been in the studio like crazy, just dropping singles, you know, working on some visuals, working on the new EP that I'm about to drop in January. So it's just a it's a creative time, you know. And we're all stuck in the same place as artists. We're all not really doing shows like that. We're all, you know, just in our creative mood, which is good because, you know, once everything opens up, we got mad music to drop, mad music to push, and right. mad music to perform. So That's a great perspective because um, a lot of times we're talking to different artists, some of them use COVID as an excuse for why they're not really working. Yeah, like no. they're like you know well we can't do anything worse. and I'm like yo listen you're not working there's no jobs like that yeah. um, you're getting money from the government most more likely you're getting stimulus checks and all that stuff right, so it's like you could, you have money to set aside and invest and you have free time to perfect your craft mm-hmm. so that's pretty much your outlook on it yeah most definitely like even with the like you said the promotion side and you know taking all the money that you have right now like for the ones who are getting unemployment or the stimulus whatever the case may be that right there is like a nest egg, you know what I'm saying? Like, use that to just keep on pushing, promoting, you know, whatever you got to do to just keep on getting your name out there and still get that exposure while we're stuck at home not really doing much, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, use, like, to all the artists that's listening, use this as an advantage. Like, don't just put everything on the back burner because, you know, we at home and there's not much going on. Right. You know, use this time to invest in yourself, invest in your craft, and keep on doing what you got to do, man. What was your biggest hit as an artist? this whole COVID thing was it the fact that you can't do as many shows because you seem like you were really doing your thing in the performance circuit yeah so obviously. was that your main blowback like damn I can't really get up there and rock no yeah because you know like I said January that was my first performance so as soon as I got in there it was like yo like this is dope like you know people are liking my music this January this January okay. literally yeah, this yeah. January because I've been doing music my whole life you know like we were talking about before the interview like I've been doing music like since young it's a lot of people in my family that are DJs, artists, producers, and stuff like that. So it's influential to me, and I just took it and ran with it once I started no- noticing that I do have the ability to create. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, the, the shows and all that, man, you know, once I got in there, and I was like, yo, people is, like, feeling my music. They're feeling me. They, you know, they're enjoying it, which that's the purpose of me making it, you know, so people can enjoy it. So I noticed that people was liking the music, they was liking the style, and when it's COVID, it was kind of like, damn, now I can't really do much of that, and I'm just waiting on it. I'm waiting on COVID to be done, so once it's over with, I can just get out there and all the things I've been perfecting and working on right now, I'll have it ready and set to go once everything opens back up, you know what I'm saying? I always ask artists this question, and I'm, I'm curious on their perspective on it. Your perspective on artist showcases. 
you said you did Coast to Coast before. Right. Have you done other showcases as well? Yeah, um, I've done small showcases like with my boy um, out in Huntington Station. Okay. Um, that was with the Grind to Starve. Uh, okay. With Jones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I did another one in Hicksville with um my boy that I know just from being in Long Island. Um, his name is Nikki Ray. Um, I did something with him. I actually did two artist showcases with him. And they like you know small venues. It's nothing too crazy, nothing too big. But also you're networking. It's not about just the yeah, yeah, yeah. you know the exposure and trying to meet big name people. You know what I'm saying? It's about working together as artists and getting stuff done and you know see that's an artist that all the time a lot of artists they get turned off by the venue mm-hmm. and I'm like nah like you can't look at the, the place you're performing at exactly. right a lot of times it's about the people that are there mm-hmm. so for example even at small venues like say the venue fits like 60 people yeah. that's 60 potential fans exactly. you get what I'm saying like 60 new Instagram pages yeah. that can follow you 60 mm-hmm. new clicks on your song and, and you never know and the big thing too that a lot of artists um fail to do is artists don't really network with each other. Mm. They don't really collab with each other and, and things like that. Yeah. And um like artists that are on, they all tell you stories about knowing some other artists that are on on the come up. Right. Right? Mm-hmm. So for example, like Jay Z went to school with like Buster Rhymes, right? <laughs> like yeah. things like that. And then DMX has a famous battle with Jay Z and Fifty and Jai have beef and right. so it's like different interactions with different people who came up together. Mm. A lot of artists now just isolate themselves. Yeah. Like they don't see the need for doing shows. And when they do shows, it's crazy. Like, they'll perform and then they'll leave right after they perform. Yeah, see, I'm not, I'm not like that. Yeah. It's not what you know, it's who you know. And that's yeah. how my family raised me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can, you can know a whole lot, but at the end of the day, the industry is built on basically networking and working yeah. with other people and realizing that I, you know, I can't... You can come up on your dolly. That's a fact. Like people always have their come up story where they got it on their own, but also they still need like that. That you know, for example, with me, with Drewski, that's a lot of exposure. And now I got to network with him, and then I met some people that he knows, and then you know what I'm saying. Like right. it's all about who you know and not being stingy with it. You know what I'm saying. And not just on this level, but even on a major level, right? Because yeah. the reason why you gotta understand, like, um, well, people have to understand if they don't already, is there's a certain science to being on top, mm. right? And that's even with corporate America, that's with music, that's with anything that you're doing. Yeah, a lot of time industry. it's based on relationships. Mm. And that's how some people move further ahead than others. Exactly. And I got artists too that's like really not approachable. Like artists that are like super, super street, you know? Mm. And um, I'm friends with a bunch of them. And they, don't, they can't turn it off. So they're not approachable. So it stops them from building these relationships yeah. with people who are a little bit more clean cut, a little bit more corporate, mm-hmm. who write the checks. Yeah. And um, they fail on those relationships. So even now, it's important because you never know who's going to be the next person to make it. Exactly. You know, and I say that you have to blend in and mesh with everybody, but it, it, it doesn't hurt yeah. um, to do that. Um, so you're working on the EP. Yeah, right now I'm working on the EP. This month, October, I'm dropping single after single after single back to back. So. Why? Honestly, because I don't want to like look like I'm staying stagnant after my first EP that I dropped in May. You know, I've been just pushing that and promoting that, and you know, trying to get people to tune in to the first EP that I dropped because that was the very first one ever, my first project. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the actual first project on all streaming platforms because I used to be just like a SoundCloud artist. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just straight SoundCloud, going into the studio once in a while, getting the track done, you know, with my boy or something, and, you know, leave it at that. But now, it's like, I'm taking it serious. Now, this is serious, and now I know exactly so what you, I'm going So, are you saying for. that SoundCloud artists don't really take it that serious? No, nah, it's not even that. It's just that SoundCloud, you, you know, there's only a certain amount of exposure you can get on that. You know what I'm saying? It's not like... You know, everybody's going to tune in to, you know, like a SoundCloud page. But once you're on all digital platforms, they can find you on iTunes. They can find you on Tidal. They can find you on Spotify, YouTube, right. all that. You right. know, you're everywhere at that point. And that's where I'm trying to be. Like, I'm trying to be everywhere so people know the name, they see the face, and they know the sound. You know what I'm saying? So, um, right now, like I said, October is back-to-back with singles. singles. And then January, that's when I'm looking to drop the second EP. And, you know, keep it going like that. And then eventually the album. Uh, What's the name of the EP? The first EP that I have is Take One. Well, the one that you have coming up. And the one I have coming yeah. up, I, I'm working on it. That's I'm good. working That's on dope. it. Yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm a perfectionist. You know what I'm saying? I like making sure that the title of the EP is going to correlate with all the tracks. Okay, so you pretty much just make the songs first. And then you and then, figure out the title yeah. of the EP. Yeah. Okay, yeah. it's cool because different people have different type of um, systems of doing stuff. Yeah. Like for me right now, I'm working on a project mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of similar. Like I, I let the name of the project come to me right. and I just, just create. Exactly. You know, but I create with a certain type of theme or whatever first. Um, so that's cool. So all right, so you're doing your singles. Now are you trying to fit a certain type of theme or just like whatever fits you at the moment? You whatever fits me at the moment. It's not like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to go for one specific thing. Right. The only thing that I'm really trying to go for is letting, you know, my fans know, my supporters know, and other artists, and anybody who's tuning into my music is that I am a serious person, I'm a serious artist, and when I get to it, just know it's going to come out perfect, like, you know, and I'm not saying I'm a perfect person, you know, I I still got things that I got to work on as an artist, that's everybody, you know, that's a part of the come-up process, you know what I'm saying, but... Even after the come-up process, like, it's still... And you still got a lot to work on, you know, there's a lot to learn, there's a lot to do, so, you know, I, the thing about my projects, though, is that, like I said, I'm a perfectionist, so when it comes down to you know, a theme or anything, just know that I'm coming with a certain type of energy and that energy is always going to be brought to the table regardless, no matter what. I like that statement because um, even major artists, you can tell, like, the ones who are working on their craft. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, the most improved artist is, like, uh, I think J. Cole is, like, one of the most improved artists. That's actually one of my favorites. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And same here. You know what I mean? Because I remember Cole, back when my sister bought me his mixtape, Back you know, with the St. John's. World. No, before that. Oh, before yeah, it, like, it, was, it was just writing on the CD. Oh, and I was like, okay. what is this? And I heard it, and it was like horrible. I was like, yo, what is this? Like, get this out of here. And she's like, nah, it's my friend. He goes to school with me and everything. And then I remember I used to always drop her off at school. And then I bumped into Cole. And he seemed cool, but just mm-hmm. like his presence didn't seem like he would just be a, a great rapper. Like, mm-hmm. I knew him. I heard about him playing ball a lot. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. He plays ball, whatever. And then coincidentally a little while afterwards I'm on I'm listening to the radio I think it was a radio or, or, or I'm on the internet something right and it says Jay-Z's first artist this is back when Jay-Z was really uh, launching Rock Nation right and it's like Jay-Z's first artist J. Cole and I was like what? right <laughs> and I listened like, to the freestyle crazy. and the freestyle was whack it was horrible and I was like yo nah and then they ended up taking that freestyle down because it was bad okay. so it's probably hard to even find it now yeah but then um, yo he just became nicer and nicer and nicer. Just kept and then the mixtapes were dope. And then the album was solid. And then even now, as great as his first album was, 
he's nothing literally compared to who he is now. Now yeah. he's like elite status. Yeah. Drake is another one. Like when Drake first came out, he was like, you know, Drake is his, you know, his brand. Mm-hmm. But like even just music wise, it was okay. Like we see you're trying to find yourself, and now like he doesn't really miss. Yeah, but, it's just right? like hit after hit after hit. Kendrick is another one. Like just yeah, us that don't miss, definitely. so they constantly work on their craft mm-hmm. because you have to. Like times change, people change. Exactly. Um, you know, feelings and moves and trends change exactly. and everything. Mm-hmm. So that's that's like something that you have to you know really get in tune with. But, um. So your ultimate goal is to stay independent. Yeah, honestly, you know, like I, I work right now with um he's a longtime family friend. Um, his name is Jay, and we do like the Resistance Music Group. So I like to keep it in house. You know what I'm saying? Like we we coming up together because you know he's basically watching me grow up. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So you know keeping it in house and keeping it just around the small circle that I've always been around since mm-hmm. I was young. Like that that's what I'm trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, like with the networking process, I'm going to meet major people, major labels, people who want to work and, you know, help with the distribution and stuff like that. But ultimately, like you said, independent and working with my boy Jay, that's what I'm definitely trying to do. Because we've been working together since I was doing just the SoundCloud stuff. You know what I'm saying? So he's watched me and helped me grow as an artist. And obviously, you know, that's family. And you're comfortable with them. So it's important now Mm -hmm. to to be, to work with people where you're comfortable Mm -hmm. with. That's Um, So that's great. So yeah, definitely independent is where you want to go at. And I guess distribution afterwards, right? Yeah. That's the most part. That's the plan. Um, But you have distribution now. Right. Yeah, um, you know, with like I said, with my boy Jay, we, you know, he helps me with the distribution process right now, and you know, we go through like you know our music distributor, whatever we push it like that, and you know. It's 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 a process right now. It's basically just a process of getting to where exactly we want to get to, but we gotta get there. Gotta get Are you one of those artists that care about numbers? You're like, damn, I need this amount of likes on my page. I need this amount of streams on my song. You know what? In the beginning, I was kind of you know, for the example, with the first EP, mm-hmm. I was like, you know, I want to get as many people on this. Like, it's my first project. You know, I want to I want to see like streams out. You know, like yeah. out the ass basically. Yeah, 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 you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, but. I came to like a realization that don't worry about numbers so much because this is still a passion. And before I was, you know, doing stuff on all digital platforms, I was just posting on SoundCloud and I didn't really care. Like, for example, my if you was to go on my SoundCloud, my first song that I dropped on it was Coming Direct mm-hmm. and it reached 13.2K streams. Which I wasn't even expecting. You know what I'm saying? I was just pushing it on Instagram, on Facebook, on Snapchat. I had my friends posting it and all that different stuff. People, just random people were posting it and I did not expect for it to get... But see, you were smart. So you were still working the song. And a lot of artists just post and they don't work the record. Or they spam the record. Like I told you before, the reason why my inbox, like I kind of have it on mute, Mm -hmm. is because like, yo, I wake up if I do sleep, because sleep is something that, that I don't really do. Like, I right. stay up, like, nonstop. Yeah, nonstop. But early in the morning, man, like, my, my, it'll go off. It'll be SoundCloud link, SoundCloud link, SoundCloud link. Yo, run it up. Like and comment. Like, no conversation at all. Like, I don't know who you are at all, but mm-hmm. you're telling me to like and comment on your stuff. Yeah. And then I put a post that was like, yo, artists, you have to have more of a, of a specific approach to having potential listeners yeah like you just can't spam us with your link all exactly. the time you know so um but you were smart you said you had your friends posting it mm-hmm. and people posting it 
And that's how you got to your numbers. Yeah. Basically, you know, I feel like when it comes down to trying to push a, push a track and push a project or anything like that, you know, I don't just start sending out my link. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's first off starts with a conversation. I feel like that's where you build a relationship and you build, like, that kind of almost like a rapport. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like, this person, you know, they're not too pushy, but they also trying to get me, like, intrigued. And that's kind of what I do. Like, I'm not just going to sit over here and be like, yo, check this out. And mm -hmm. yo, this is the track. And blah, blah, blah. But like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing none of that. Like, yo, like, listen, you know, you an artist or you a this or you a that. Like, what type of music you like, you know, you know, I got to, if you get the chance, um, I have a new EP out. I got a new yeah, single like, out. Introduce and yourself, it, yeah, introduce yourself. Like, yeah, you know, like, I'm on Sunsea. This is what I've been doing. I've been doing music for X amount of time. And, you know, if you get the chance out of your day to tune in, you know, let me know what you think. And if you're an artist, let's work. you're an independent artist, you're, you're like a salesperson. Yeah. Like, you want to sell your songs. Exactly. Or you want to sell, like, even if it's not financially, you want to sell the potential of having a new fan. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, like, the perspective of it. Exactly. Um, all right, so that's <clears> dope. And you're doing pretty much, like, well, you have a small team. Yeah, it's my team right now, but you know, we're growing, we're growing, like, um, I was the first resistance artist, mm. so right now, we're working on getting more engineers in, more producers in, more nice. artists in, nice. so that we can build a bigger team, you know what I'm saying, because the team's already been there, you know what I'm saying, with me and Jay and the people that he knows, like, you know, Bad Kids and all that, that's the band, you know, that we all been, you know, just trying to push and look for other artists to bring in so that, you know, like I said, we can make a larger team and people can know about the Resistance Music Group. You know? Do you do music? Do you write music? Like, for example, I have to write music or is like, I'm in the mood. Like, like what's your vibe? Like, to are be you honest more, like, with you? an emotional writer? Are you more like, like, does it feel like work? Like, what's your, like, I'm going to keep it a stack right now. Yeah. It literally just comes to me. <laughs> it literally just comes to me. Like, I could just be on a train or something like that and all of a sudden I'll get like a certain tune in my head yeah, and I'll, mm -hmm. I'll go on my notes and start writing if I don't have a pen and papers next to me you know what I'm saying yeah. so it's not like oh I have to it's something that just comes to me and honestly I do music on a daily basis even if I'm just kind of doing like freestyling over a beat I'm not much of a freestyler but you know I'm more of like a lyricist kind of yeah, person mm -hmm. but even with that trying to perfect like the freestyling thing like every single day I'm working on something to perfect my craft so it's not like a work thing. It's just a passion. It's a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. It's a I say that for all creators. I feel like whatever your passion is, that has to be like one with you. Mm -hmm. Like this is saying, if your work feels like work, then you you're know, not going to enjoy it. Right. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So, but you have to do what you love. Exactly. Um, and so what you love helps pay off, you know, your lifestyle. Exactly. So like, that's that's great. Now, I have a theory. I have a theory that you can learn a lot from an artist from their top five artists. Mm. So who's your top five artists? Alright, so like we were just speaking on Dead Cole. Or alive, it, it doesn't matter. I bet. So Cole is definitely one of them. J. Cole. Okay. Definitely, I, I love all his music. And you gotta give me reasoning. Reasoning? Yeah, you gotta give me reasoning. Cause he's very lyrical. I like. I don't like. You know, I can't bump to like the regular regular music, but it's yeah. just like you know they're going off on some fun shit or whatever. But I'm more of a lyrical person. I like when things make sense, okay. and I like when the hook correlates with the verse and all that. And J Cole, he's always had music to me. He's always had music that everything is lyrical, everything correlates, and things have a message, even if he's going off on like some fun shit. You know what I'm saying? Right. So Cole is definitely one of them. Biggie, honestly, I grew up. 
listening to Biggie, and I'm a 2000s baby, so it's like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So my family put me on to like the old school kind of music. I grew up listening to old school music, so when I heard Biggie for the first time, I was like, yo, wait, I like this dude, hold up. And you know, I started studying him and going back and listening to his freestyles when he was just in Red Hook, Brooklyn, you know, cause I'm from Park Slope, right, from Park right. Slope, Brooklyn. So it's like, you know, that Brooklyn sound, you know, it, it stuck. No, we big, from, yeah. You know, we that's from big. the same, you know, we from the same city. So it's like, that stuck. That really stuck with me. And he's another lyrical person, you know. He's always going off on something that I could relate to, that I could really be like, ooh, that yeah. wordplay is crazy. And it makes sense, you know what I'm saying? I like music that makes sense. <clears throat> so, J. Cole, Biggie, Tory Lanez. And listen... Listen, besides what's going on with Toy right now, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Besides what's going on with Toy right now, something about his hooks always brought me in and it made me like, all right, this is a time where I can start creating. Like, you know, he's very influential right. and it makes me get into like a mode of like, oh, that hook sound good. I like how he went off on that because he could do the singing thing. He could just go off on some rapping shit. And that's like me. You know, I'm not much of a singer, but I could do some melodies. Melodic, I, yeah, 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 I could do, pick up on some melodies. I could pick up on different flows, different voices, different sounds. Different, you know what I'm saying? Just expanding. Just the first three artists you named do the same thing that you mentioned. Yeah, Melodic, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love all that. I really do love all that. So, J. Cole, Biggie, Tory, and you said five, right? Yeah, give me two more. Two more. Young and May. Okay. Young and May. Young and May. Young and May. Bro, something about her is just like that that grimy, get to like really rough type sound. I love all that. I really do because it's like I have different flows where I could go off on like some R&B stuff, you know, some like very versatile. But with her, when it comes down to like speaking facts and just going off in her tracks like that, bro. I don't know. I can relate to it. I really can. It's very relatable to me, and you know. Is she relatable because of the the subject matter, or because like you just like that New York presence? Like she's just both, like, literally okay, both, gotcha. literally both. Right. You know, so that's one of the main reasons. Because I like the other man because she hasn't really changed. Like she hasn't changed for like industry standards. Exactly. She's like, that's yo, this is how I am when I when I came came in the game. Mm -hmm. This is how that's I how am I'm now. Staying. Yeah. And whether you like it or not, that's what I'm gonna be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm saying. She's very relatable. Mm -hmm. And even in her track, she speaks about that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, with Quiet Storm, I've been told I'm the hottest in New yeah. York. Damn, you know, yeah, nigga, what Body. you thought? You Body. know what I'm saying? So it's like, that that type of sound, her demeanor, I, I fuck with it. So, very relatable. And one more person, I'm gonna do some R&B. Honestly, Chris Brown. Chris Brown, because I actually uh, use a sample in one of my SoundCloud songs of one of his songs. Um, I do you right, I will. Yeah. I do like, I, I you know, so that R&B sound, how, like, I say, you know, I'm kind of melodic, yeah. you know, it kind of based off of that R&B type feel. And, you know, like that smooth kind of like, you know, you're trying to pull up on somebody and, you know, you you speaking nice, you're talking right. nice, you know right. what I'm saying? He's And also, he's... An artist that I've seen grow, like he get he got in the game at sixteen, you know, around sixteen, fifteen, or whatever the case may be. And ever since then, he's always came with a hotter, hotter. Yeah, he has to, he has to slow down. Like he um, he's one of the artists that even with the Rihanna scandal, you thought that that would knock him out. Yeah, like, when the whole industry was against him, 
he bounced back up, and then he uh, he's also been a person who is just daring. Like mm-hmm. to me, Chris Brown's hottest stuff isn't even like his albums. Like, well, one of his projects they just put in the album, but he did like a seventy song, oh. a thirty something song album yeah, one yeah, time yeah. and stuff, and it was like dope, like all fire. Right. And then right. like he was one of the first ones to do like the mixtapes with like Tiger, like the exactly. fan the fan yeah. and stuff. So all right, so that's a solid five. Um, I want to get back into Tori. Right? <laughs> What's your thoughts on, on that situation? And Tori's my man. Like, I, I just went to the video shoot. Oh, for that real? Tori had, yeah. It was interesting. <laughs> um, so I was at the video shoot, and because I'm cool with the management and okay. everybody like that, whatever. Yeah. And um, let me know he was in New York, and I went to the, it was in the, in the cage in the city, basketball okay. spot. Mm-hmm. And um, it was cool at first. It was like great. And um, like, the vibe was cool. But then, you know, videographers, I, I feel like. Just because you have a camera doesn't mean that you're a videographer. Mm-hmm. Like, so he was just like getting super creative and he started grabbing random people in the park. Like, yo, come in the video, come yeah, in the video, come in the video. Them. And then it shows, like when you see like the clips on the shade room or whatever, I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is good. They show the worst clips. Yeah, that's basically what media do, bro. But, yeah, but so what do you think about the Tory situation? Because I have my opinion just from, you yeah, know. Just yeah, just being around. Right. No, I feel you. Um, To be honest with you, I don't really get much into that. Only because there's always three sides of the story. That's there's Megan's, there's Tories, and then there's the truth. You know what I'm saying? So they could go off on he did this and she did that, and I wasn't even there. I, I, I. But at the end of the day, you're not gonna really know because we wasn't there. So you know, I can't care? really give my. Should we, should we care musically about who we like based on their personal thing? Because like we live in like the cancer culture now, right? right. Where the moment you do something that they people don't like, they try to cancel you. Yeah. So they cancel like Bill Cosby. Mm. They cancel like R. Kelly. They try to cancel Chris Brown. Mm. They try to cancel... Girls never get canceled like that. Well, they try Kalani, I think, right? They yeah, they Kalani try Kalani, you know. They tried... Um, I love Kalani. Uh, yeah, she's dope. <laughs> she's fine. So. Who else was it? Uh, Sabrina Claudio. They okay. try to cancel her. Mm. Um, so, like... And now Tori's, like, the newest person. Do you think that we should care about their personal life? And... Or just, like, say, yo, the music... Like, can you separate the two? I, I feel like to a certain extent. Cause you play R. Kelly right now, people look at you like you're crazy. Yeah, they be like, "What the hell right. are you playing that man on right now?" Right, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I mean, I feel like R. Kelly's situation is a whole different type right, of thing. Like, right. I'm not gonna even get into that, you know, because that's a whole case. Like, right. you know, you got a whole case beyond that. Like, whatever. But um, for the whole Megan and Tory thing, I feel like to a certain extent. Like, if he's a violent dude, there's a whole bunch of violent people in the industry right now. Right. But also, you don't want to promote that either as an artist. So, like, because you do have younger kids listening to you and watching you and, you know, basically looking up to you. Some people so would argue like, that they can see the same stuff on TV. Yeah, it's the, it's the truth. Right. Honestly, it's media, bro. It's yeah. literally just media and... Like I said, you can't really trust what you see on the media all the time. No. Like I said, it's his story, her story, and then the truth. So, you know, like I said, it's to a certain extent. And I don't really know about the whole, like, shooting people in the foot stuff. You know what I'm saying? I like, I really I don't, don't think, know. I don't, honestly, to be real with you, like, not taking sides at all, I agree with you. Three sides to a story. Mm-hmm. But even reading the police report, it says, like, spackle or fragments. So it makes it sound like there was, like, gunfire that hit the floor. And then, you know... The bullet splatters and ricochets and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, so it doesn't really say she was shot directly in the foot, right? Right. right. Um, still, we know like that's a crazy situation. Nobody should shoot in the foot. Yeah, shoot, be shooting sure anybody. Like, anybody, like, door, right? yeah. anybody, right? But especially not a female. Like, yeah. You shouldn't be shooting her in the foot, right? Yeah, no. Um. So if it does come out that he's that he's uh he's guilty, I don't know. Like I'll still be a fan of the music. 
I won't be a fan of the person. I can separate the two. I could, I could right? definitely separate the two. I'm still not playing R. Kelly, which is hard. Yeah. Because, like, the dude is a genius. And, like, me and my friends, like, we, we have music debates all the time. Uh-huh. Like, we, we just put people against each other. Right. And I love, you've been watching the verses that's been going on, like, the verses battle that's been on, um... So, like, Swiss Beats and Timbaland, they put together this verses competition where it's, like, um... Different big people against each other. Okay. So, say for example, they had Neo against Jonte Austin, I think, right? Or okay. Teddy Riley against Babyface. Right, right, right. Um, so they do the battles. So we always do the same thing. So my friend was like, pretty much like, yo, I think B2K would 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 be immature, like this other group that was out before, right? And then um, it was like Omarion against like Mario, like we put these oh, artists. Okay. But then when you look up this the, the catalog. R. Kelly wrote all this shit. I was like, like R. Kelly's old over everything. Yeah. So it's not Aaliyah records. He wrote like a lot of Aaliyah records. Mm-hmm. So it's just hard to like, damn, we gotta cancel. You gotta like separate. Together. Literally, it's hard to separate the two because also when like let's say for example us like you know we're getting into the industry, we're in the industry, and it's like people look at us and what we like, they're gonna use that as a reflection on us. That's you right. know what I'm saying? So it's kind of like. I, like you said, I can't. I can be a fan of the music, That's but right. not a fan of the person. The craft has nothing to do with the type of person that he That's is, right. or whatever the case may be. So, we just gonna have to let the truth come out whenever it come out with that story situation, man. I really can't speak much on it because I only look at the factuals. You know what's really out. You like Tory better rapping or singing? To be honest with you, That's he, nasty rap. Yeah, he he be going off when when he's spitting. But, like, for example, the new album that he just dropped recently, like, you know, with the... Do you like it? Diamonds on a Monday. You know, like, using the old samples from... Oh, the one before the new one. Yeah, the one before the new one. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, his chicks tapes. Yeah, the chicks tapes, exactly. Like, that right there, using the old school samples and then right. incorporating it with new music and right. then getting, like, the same artist that wrote the songs, like, on the yeah. feature. Like, I felt like that was dope. Like, I really do have, like, an R&B side to me. So, like, I like that, you know. And also, even before that, with the song, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Proud Family. Of course, you killed that. Yes, bro. Like, yeah. that's one of my favorite. I think that might be one of my favorite Toy Flips. Yeah. The definitely. Proud Family joint, the All That, um, the Chris Brown record that he just put in the last album. Yeah, album, bro. Um, the Ashanti record that he put. Yeah, that's what I'm so, And I like that he did that. He's just different. Like, I haven't heard anybody. Very versatile. Yeah, I've not, I, even if you take, I've never heard someone take their whole album put all flips and then put like the same artist exactly that's like what that I was crazy. saying yeah. like you know when like for the T-Pain one like Jerry Sp- I, <laughs> I was like do you think there's a conspiracy theory behind that because you know he's now independent right so like he's independent now he owns his masters mm-hmm. which means he owns all of those records yeah and then he had a big 11 million dollar deal with YouTube that they were offering him do you feel like maybe it could be some kind of conspiracy do you think that happens in the industry like what do you feel I feel like that possibly can happen in the industry you know but at the same time like i said with media you just never know like they could spill out anything they can make you think whatever they want you to think about this artist but if he's really just getting it on his own then he's getting it on his own yeah. like you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna knock nobody's hustle yeah. whatever they're doing to push themselves and become a bigger artist and just getting out there with more exposure you know everything Look, I'm not gonna knock nobody else. So he's doing whatever he gotta do. That's none of my business at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? So you know, right. whatever the conspiracy theory might be, uh, you know, it's not my business it's to really look right. look into. If you can collab with two artists, who would it be? Definitely. I young need and one male, one female. Definitely Young and May. Okay. And definitely J Cole. Definitely okay. J Cole. Same I, song, different songs. 
Um, honestly, both. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. both. Literally, like, for the for example, K.O.D., I love that song by J. Cole. I that ass do like To me that album is when he really just started getting into his bag. Like, yeah. That was before, but that album because he started killing all the features afterwards. That's what I'm like, saying. Like he was bodying every feature and the dream food. It's like it's not even fair. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like it's not fair. Like put <laughs> Cole on your shirt on your record now. It's like nah. Yo, he's just a dope ass artist to me. So I definitely get on the feature with J. Cole on some new tracks and on some previous tracks. And with Young and May. I would like to get, like I did a whole freestyle if you go on my Instagram you'll see like I did a whole 2020 vision freestyle right. so I, I would get on the track like that with her and just start going off like we both from Brooklyn you know what I'm saying it's that Brooklyn way so you plan on collaborating with anybody uh, for your next project or? Um. so recently for the EP um, it's a five track EP and for one of the tracks it's called Freak um I'm pretty sure you tuned into that one. Yes, I did a okay. freak remix with Saya, and she was on Love and Hip Hop New York. Um, right. You know, she has her own little thing going on right now, and we're actually working on another track together right That's now. Dope. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's one of the singles. It's not um anything more. From so let me ask you about that too. So did you? And you don't have to answer, um, but it, it just helps to to build some insight. That relationship that you guys have, did you pay for the feature at first or? So she basically did like um a collab pop up. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I don't got nothing to beat a brown. No, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, so she did a a collab pop up, and honestly, I've been listening to her way before she was even out there. Out What's there. the collab pop up? What's that? So she um basically gets a few artists to email her a track. Uh, information about them she'll pick which artists you know she feels is she wants to work with mm. and she does like uh the feature you know you pay her x amount of money and then you know she gets on the track for you so that's basically what it basically what i did you know i told her, i was like yo listen we both from brooklyn right now i'm staying in long island but like um i have a track right now that i want you to get on it's from my ep that i just dropped you know let me know if you're fucking with it and if you are let's get to it man let's make it happen and she liked the track. She got on it, killed it, definitely killed it. And um, she was like, yo, it's, it's a smart thing for you to do to work with me a little bit and more. And that's what I want to say. So it's super smart for artists to pay for features mm. because you're not really paying for the feature, but you're paying for the relationship. Exactly. Right? And then eventually, you know, you guys build that relationship. And if they excel, that helps you out as well. Mm -hmm. So I became close with a lot of people who are now friends of mine, like, industry friends mm -hmm. or they were no they're real friends but I met them through the industry right through similar ways like either I would book them for shows right so you only have to pay for the show and sometimes yeah. like the full price and this and that whatever and then afterwards I just became really really cool with them like I was always I, I was like if I believe in you then I'll book you yeah. like I'm never all about money like that's yeah. my thing so it's like I'm you know for example promoters hit me up yo send you know any artist we can book for a showcase mm -hmm you know, any major artists that we can have come through and host the event. And I have access to a lot of different artists, but if I don't really rock with you and, and can co-sign you, then I won't really recommend you. Right, yeah. So artists who I, I was a fan of at first, or I was like, you know what, I ran across this person, they seem cool, whatever. Mm -hmm. So, and that's how I met Fred. So okay. with, with Fred Degasson, um, I booked him for a show years ago. Okay. And we just kicked it during the show. And I booked him for a second show. And we kicked it. It's the vibe. And then it's afterwards, the me and him just hung out. We became friends. Mm -hmm. The same thing with Corey Guns, who's another artist who I'm really close with. And that's yeah. like my brother. Like, Corey calls me on a regular, just like, you know, how's your family doing? Stuff like that, whatever. Okay, that's But I remember, I remember a story. I was booking Corey for shows out in New York. You know, as a little Wayne's artist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, um, 
you know, Corey, who's super, super talented, and to me, he's still one of the best lyricists, and he's just so dope, and he killed the Amelie record and all of yeah, that stuff, and he just dope. <laughs> and so with Corey now, I remember one time, me and him were really, really close, you know, but, I, but you have to respect people's jobs. It's like, for example, if you have a friend that has a small business, you support the business. Yeah. You don't go there like, yo, let me get a free shirt. Like, yeah, nah, you pay for the shirt. So I remember Corey now, Corey hits me, he's like, um, yo, bro, that next show that you book me now, bro, you've been booking these shows left and right. He's like, just don't even give me any money for it. Just let me know and I'll pull up. That's dope. Yeah, but when he pulled up, I made sure he still got bread. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. But our friendship is intact. So I think that's smart with you because, like, you were strategic. A lot of artists don't invest in themselves. And that's the problem. That's like, a they big don't part of it. You got to invest three things. And believe it or not, money is the least. Right? Mm -hmm. um, because even without money, you still got to invest your time and you got to invest your energy. Exactly. You can't make excuses. You got to be disciplined. Yeah. And a lot of artists lack the discipline to get them from, you know, point A to point B. Yeah, see, like, I don't I don't really come with excuses. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. And especially, like, I'm a very blunt person. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could admit any type of flaw that I got. You know what I'm saying? I can admit when I'm being last of days ago and stuff like that, or when I'm procrastinating or something. But that's usually not my body. Like I, I'm a very like once I'm dedicated to something and once I put my mind to something, I'm gonna go and get it regardless of what I gotta do. You know what I'm saying? So like like you said, it's time and energy. Yeah. You know, forget about the money part. You gotta invest your time in the stool. You gotta invest your time into the, you know, pushing your music just on your own from your own personal page and just, you know, making sure it's getting out there, making sure that you doing the shows, making sure you coming correct also. Like, you know, I'm a perfectionist, like I said earlier in the interview. Like, I like making sure everything is right, you know, I don't come half assed or nothing like that. So, you know, perfecting your, your crafts, perfecting everything that you gotta do, you know, even without the writing process, like learning how to mix and master and getting everything done is more it's more to it because if you're honestly an independent independent artist where you don't really have a team behind you you gotta learn how to do that yourself you know what i'm saying so honestly that's a big part investing and, always, and always be ready like i tell people all the time man the two things that you want to have at all times as an independent artist or creative period always have gas money and always have your phone yeah, right you know what I'm saying like because you never know when you gotta drive someplace exactly and you never know when somebody important is gonna hit your line up be like yo I need you here at this time and yeah. you know at this place and stuff you about like, oh that shoot that happens to me with the Tory shoot like I was just in the city got the phone call like yo what you doing I'm in the city yo pull up here like nah I got yo bro pull up you know what I mean yeah, right and that, and that happens all the time like we live in that fast pace and we in New York so you know mm -hmm. how fast paced New York it's is the fast like, people hit you up they don't care what you got going on. Yo, what you doing at 6 o'clock? Yo, it's 5 o'clock. What do you mean? Exactly. Yo, pull up to this event. And sometimes being there mm -hmm. is half the battle. Yeah. You're there, you show up, you network, you meet people, and you're good. Mm -hmm. Like you did with Juicy. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Definitely. Um, So that's dope. Um, Yo, we're about to wrap up, but like, I need you to give advice. Because believe it or not, you're a <laughs> lot more advanced in what you're doing than a lot of independent artists. Mm -hmm. Like your mindset is just like really, really different. And it's of a mature artist um, mindset. I appreciate so, that. What would you advise artists that's really trying to get to where you at? And then, you know, when they even get further, like, what would you... Yo, listen, artists, if you putting your mind to something, like I said, for myself, I put my mind to something, I'm going to get it done. Don't sit over here and just because you've seen something, like, not go your way. Like, for example, a feature or a venue or, you know, a label. Don't sit over here and start slacking because things are not going your way in this very moment. 
eventually things are going to come to lay and things are going to come, you know, to be your way. You just got to work for it, man. You can't just expect things to come to you. You got to put that pressure in. You got to apply that pressure. You got to do what you got to do and stay true to your craft. If you're very, if you're really dedicated and you're really passionate about it, but whether it's music, you know, head, nails, you know, DJing, no matter production, no matter what it is, stay true to your craft because eventually all your hard work is going to pay off. Just because it don't seem like it's going to pay off right now, eventually you're going to see that. And, you know, I feel like that's a big part. It's not giving up and staying true to it. I see that lines up with my theory because all the five artists that you named did exactly that, yeah. right? So, like, J. Cole didn't change up his sound. Big didn't change up his sound. Exactly. Tori didn't change up his sound. Younger May didn't change up his sound. Uh, her sound and who's number five? And Chris, Chris Brown. Mm -hmm. you know I mean, who just does every sound in the world. You know, you know what I'm saying? Definitely, artists stay true to yourself, stay true to the craft, and just keep on pushing. No matter what it's what it's looking like in the moment, I'm telling you, it's gonna all pay off. Tell us um, how we can get in contact with you. Alright, so I am Sunsi everywhere. It's I am S O N C I E on all streaming platforms: Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, everything. That's where exactly you can find me. Smart. I'm coming out with more music this October. I actually got a single drop in this Friday. It's called Vengeance. Sun coming, got them thinking it's a vengeance. They fishing for clout, they running their mouth, and I do shit for attention. Been on, uh, they know my shit is sanctioned. Low body, but I got it on me. Type of shit to make them anxious. It's sound coming. <laughs> Got them thinking it's a vengeance They fishing for clout, they running their mouth And I don't do shit for attention They know, uh, they know my shit is sanctioned Low body, but I got it on me Type of shit to make them anxious Shaking, pacing, can't stand in their placement If you ain't know that you gon' learn a date You better all stay in nigga placement Always barking, no bite ass niggas It must be exhausting When you that nigga, you don't got a flaw in them from New York If you tryna get litty, then there's no talk You better pick yourself with the hole that you crawled in Before I get a little chalk on it Or a nigga might stop, but it get chin check Get back, how this shit singing like a b-boy to Ali Nobody, but they don't want it Let, let them start moving funny Then I can fit the clown, you had the good lord strike down You don't make a sound, nigga It's coming, got them thinking it's a vengeance They fishing for clout, they running their mouth And I do shit for attention Low body, but I got it on Type of shit to make them anxious